0: Irreverent. Entertaining. Cool. You're listening to L.A. Talk
1: Radio. You're listening to Animal News Magazine with Nancy DeFabio,
2: only on L.A. Talk Radio.
0: What do Alberta's premier Jason Kenney and Iowa's governor Kim Reynolds have in common? What do Amazon and PETA have in common? What do mongooses and watercolor paintings have in common? These are just a few of the topics we will be covering today. Hello, I am William Mayoff.
3: And I am Nancy DeFabio, and welcome to Animal News Magazine, a live radio show about animals. Topics range from animals and science to animals and entertainment to animals and religion to animals and agriculture. Animals play an important role in our daily lives as individuals and as a society. This show is about increasing our knowledge and understanding of the animal world, and from that information, you can draw your own conclusions. Our guest today, who will be hopping on around two thirty Pacific coast time, is Danny Cervantes. Danny is a keto expert, but more importantly, he will be talking about vegan keto and hopefully also vegetarian keto, which seems a little bit challenging. So we're going to be talking with him at about 2.30. But before we start, a pony went to see the doctor because he could not speak. He, had, he was defi- having difficulty with his throat. He was just having difficulty speaking. And so the doctor said, I know what's wrong with you. You're a little horse.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
3: so, this joke was sent to us um, from um, a listener in, uh, in New Mexico. His name is Dante G from New Mexico. So, thank you for that. Thank
0: you for that. The, the, the humor. I look forward to these jokes, Nancy, on a recurring basis. <laughs> yes. And then, what I end up doing, truthfully, is I tell all my friends family. Strangers, don't I? I, I know I walk you up do. Who were
3: you telling this, you tell this to yesterday? Oh, at the bank. Yeah, we were to at the, the bank,
0: bank. And, and I just told the guy the grasshopper joke. Grasshopper goes to the bar and the everyone chuckles. Some don't get it, but you know, Grasshopper. No, he, from... he
3: got it. Thank God because he works at a bank, so sure. hopefully he got it. Okay. So for,
0: now we've well, we piqued their curiosity. So, Grasshopper, just a quick best of the uh, little comment here joke, uh, rendition, repeat, replay. So the grasshopper goes into a bar. The bartender goes to the grasshopper and says, Hey, we've got a drink named after you. And he says, Really? The grasshopper says, You've got a drink named Steve?
3: (laughs) Okay, okay, more applause, more applause.
0: That's our best of shit. Okay, so
3: let's get to the story. Well, let's
0: talk about Bill 27, Nancy. How about that?
3: You're not, not happy about Bill 27, but let's okay. talk. Okay,
0: so let's learn. It's let's all see. over
3: the news, in, uh, animal
0: news in Canada and right. parts of the U.S. Well, let's see. Bill 27 is the new uh, is a new law that passed in Alberta. That's a province in Canada, for those who don't know. It uh, passed last week after being rushed through the legislative process in only 10 days without much scrutiny. Alberta Premier Jason Kenney made the announcement in October at the Jumbo Valley Hutterite turkey farm. One month after dozens of people gathered at some, at, oh, at the same farm in a peaceful protest against commercial pou- poultry farms, Bill 27 radically overhauls Alberta's trespass laws, directly targeting individuals who seek to expose animal cruelty on factory farms. The bill massively increases the maximum fine for trespassing. On agricultural facilities, ranging up to $25,000 for an individual, and up to an even greater amount, $200,000 for an organization, and up to one year in prison. Alberta plans to hire a special prosecutor for these offenses. So very uh, aggressive. Yeah,
3: actually, for those people who don't know what Terrible. the term ag-gag means, it, it refers to laws... That forbid the act of undercover filming or photography, um, usually on these um, factory farms, is where they produce animals. Um, if you take a picture or record a video without the consent um, of the owner, you're uh, you're basically uh, violating this law and can be fined
0: and even go to jail. Um, that's a disgusting lobby success on the part of the crooked entities who are engaging in animal cruelty. Well, correct? actually, the correct? This
3: Alberta law criminalizes free speech and and free press, and uh, we'll talk a little bit you know a little bit more about it after you finish the story. But it's being constantly um, uh, the Supreme Court. Uh, looks at these laws and, and deems them, in the U.S., unconstitutional.
0: Beautiful. What about um, Canada? Are they getting a little it? Well, this is new it? in
3: Canada now, so they'd have to test the Constitution in Canada. I, I mean, actually, I was kind of happy saying, oh, you know, these that they haven't crossed the border, but now um, Ontario is introducing a bill, I think it's called Bill 156. Um, actually, remember Pat Keeney? She was uh, fighting for um, the removal of animal testing in a new hospital. Well, she's going to be coming on board, I think, next week to talk about this new uh, this new gag law in Alberta and uh, the 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 proposed law in Ontario, which is very similar to this.
0: Okay, just so I understand, and the folks out there understand, ag is when you re- that's targeted to people entities out there who are trying to take undercover footage. Well, you of need evidence abuse and all this evidence, right? So they're trying to shut that practice right. down, right? And that's a loss for the animals, correct? Absolutely. So that's ag gag. That's what that's called, correct? That's what it is. Okay. So, so, th- so all these damn corporations that are being cruel to the animals are lobbying legislators and and, and who passed these bills and legislation. Well, this correct? is what Kenny
3: did. It's so obvious. So they had so, a, a peaceful protest. Even the RCMP said it was a peaceful protest. Right. And what he did, I think the bill was already in the house. There were, you know, supposed that wasn't being argued. It just was, you know, um, Ray wrote it through. But he actually went back to the farm, this uh, Jumbo Valley Hutterite turkey farm. He went back there and he said, I'm going to take care of this in his own words. You the know. premier of Alberta yeah, said, said and Yeah, and shortly thereafter, they passed that law, which increases the fines dramatically. And I think it's the first agog yeah, law in Canada. He's a sleazeball. That's um, disgusting.
0: Then he will talk a little bit so more. So he's invited to be a man to come on the show here, the Alberta premier. You yeah, should worry well, about his oil revenues and not torturing animals there in Alberta.
3: I mean, if you have nothing to hide, then yeah. who cares? Just go on yeah. there and take all the pictures right. you want, you know? There right. should be
0: transparency. There's got to be transparency. of likes to use that word transparency. So, full transparency. And if you're being cruel to animals, you got to cut that and limit that practice. In yeah. 2020, correct? Well, oh, yeah, I
3: mean, and all these gag laws keep getting passed in the U.S. They keep get, getting, you know, um, declared unconstitutional because, you know, based on the First Amendment of sure. the Constitution, freedom, freedom of, of the press, freedom of speech. So they end up Iowa, for example, did it again. This time they did it a few years ago. They tried unconstitutional. They went back again. And now, uh, the Animal Le- Legal Defense Fund and other animal rights organizations right. have uh, filed. Um, th- the court granted them an injunction. I think it was the, um, the so federal a judge granted an injunction pending, um, you know, That's their the arguments federal before the
0: judge. Th- but the right to assemble and free speech in Canada. I know is in Trudeau's bill of rights. Yeah, so I, what's the equivalent in Canada? And I'm sure constitutionalists actually it, you can get another guest on the show to speak to this. Well,
3: the, I, I hope that Pat can shed light on this. But the the um, Canada's ninety two well, there's the, the Constitution in Canada guarantees um, freedom of expression and freedom of the press. Okay, so but I don't think it's ever been tested in this context. context.
0: Well, when I say Trudeau, I'm talking to Pierre Elliott Trudeau.
3: Yeah, but the government can legally restrict free speech for the purpose of ensuring social harmony. So they can say, well, these animal activists are basically terrorists going in there and getting undercover footage of abuses, so... This law is constitutional. You don't
0: know if you know I what? mean,
3: that could be an argument. I don't know. It's. I don't think it's ever been tested. No, I don't know. I'm not a
0: constitutional expert, so. So the Canadian lawyers, constitutionalists, have to do what the American counterparts are doing, as you know. There's American spill over there at the Dale House, at the the law conference, yeah. the animal conference. Yeah get American lawyers talking and comparing notes and all this. But, you know, this is the day and age. We're always topical folks out there. We're always relevant, okay? So now you've got this drone situation. Drones are all over the place. They've, they've smashed into a traffic helicopter here in Los Angeles. So, Nancy, what about drones? You know, maybe, maybe arguably that could be in a gray area. They could do a drone little flyover, catch some abuse. Well, and are maybe, you trespassing because wait, you have a drone in if airspace? If you're in international waters, by analogy, there's no trespass. Right. If you're in, if you're in airspace, right, of, of the, where the feds are, Alberta, you keep to question that. Does Alberta yeah, have? Yeah, but how? That's but, not but, a the, but, but, these,
3: but these animals are inside; they're not outside. They I don't. Know, they never you, see it's, the it's light a start. of day. It's a start. They just—they're—they're—they're they're, 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 these horrendous, abusive.
0: Right. So we got to get constitutional scholars Canadian that we need to
3: show. to to a prosecutor are within four walls. They're not outside these animals. So, but in any event... um, You've
0: got to get a Canadian constitutional law lawyer to address this. This is very troubling. How can we continue the show? Well, Mercy for Animals,
3: I think, has a Canadian counterpart, so hopefully hopefully there's a a Canadian version of the Animal Legal Defense Fund or some kind of animal coalition uh, that will come together, and I'll be more than happy to help, um, you know... I'll put my uh, lawyer hat on if anybody wants help with uh, fighting this new law in Alberta. But in any event, so what what else does this law do or say? Well, the new
0: law also makes it an offense to be on property if permission was obtained by false pretenses. This provision will affect the ability of whistleblowers who record acts of animal cruelty on industrial farms. Failing to disclose on a job application that a worker is affiliated with an animal protection organization could be considered a false pretense. There are no regulations in Alberta that set welfare standards for the treatment of animals raised for food and no public inspections or oversight of the conditions farmed animals are kept in.
3: Not whatsoever.
0: So obviously that the the, the meat slaughterhouse industry and all those guys there they, they the total secrecy It's obviously if there's something going on, if there's no transparency. Exactly, and they can humanely kill all these animals, and you can have all the steaks. You can do it humanely if you 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 want to eat it. You can
3: do it humanely,
0: or you can do it. I've been advocating this wonderful beyond meat and and impossible burgers and light life. And all kinds of substitutes. It's unbelievable. Sometimes we have to do a double take when we eat some of this food. Now, yeah. And we're thinking it's really real yeah, meat.
3: Yeah, sometimes I, I'm a little concerned. Yeah. <laughs> it's
0: actually. Continuing on, folks, whistleblowing employees are often the only means by which the consumer gets real evidence of the condition of the animals they eat. If you have to eat meat, don't you want to make sure that, that they didn't have electrodes stuck up their rear end, electrocuted here and there, and right. just the chickens taken and thrown against the wall and all those horror stories we hear? For example, in 2014, an undercover investigation in Alberta of pigs being transported revealed animals forced to endure grueling conditions, including pigs too sick and injured to even stand, being shocked with electric prods. Kicked and beaten.
3: Actually, this was in 2014. Um, an undercover investigator for Mercy for Animals, their uh, Canadian section. Um,
0: Mercy worked, for Animals.
3: Mercy for Animals worked at um, it's, it was called the, Amer- the Western Hog Exchange. This was in Red Deer, Alberta, mm-hmm. and uh, that person worked there for two months a- in the summer and taped secretly, videotaped the torture of those pigs. That the, the torture they had to endure, the brutality they had to endure every day, and uh, <clears throat> there were charges laid, I believe. Uh, Did
0: but you see, they up? took Did they clean it up.
3: Um, They're I don't know. I mean, they probably. Well, you mm-hmm. know what they do? They probably clean it up for six months. Night. But they also, you know, I sometimes it's it's the people they hire also. You know, and um, sometimes they 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 just hire bad people. And I know, although the, the directors and shareholders are ultimately responsible, they, the, you know, the hiring people need to make sure that they hire that they don't hire abusive employees. So anyway, uh, that's another subject altogether about the the liability of uh, shareholders I and know, directors. but it's
0: not aberrational; it's a systemic thing, and 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 they should be called out. And yeah, absolutely. And, and, and they the were
3: called out, but that's what I'm saying. This is an example. Yeah of um, a videotape that was taken of pigs being shot with electric pogs. They were kicked. They were abused.
0: Have you seen the video?
3: I can only see a few seconds of it, but I where, saw where it. Where
0: can one see these videos?
3: The Mercy for Animals website okay, and so on YouTube. Say that
0: slowly and say it again, the Mercy for Animals website. So we invite everybody who has half a conscience. It's Christmas, right? So And Hanukkah and all that stuff. So people really love and care for each other, and you want to do the right thing the beautiful colors of the season and caring and gift giving and office exchanging if you truly if you really care you know little fluffy and your little puppies and pussy cats and doggies so if you really care you know uh, go to mercy for animals it try to be a little bit activist in a nice acceptable way and let's yeah. turn the crap They're around They're a great
3: organization. Here. Remember yeah. we had... Um,
0: so go to that website. Take a look at how they beat the crap out of the pigs or whatever they do. So maybe you'll buy some veggie bacon or put some pressure on there. Right. These companies, are uh, the, the court of public opinion, they'll react and they'll try to correct. Okay? And it's too bad that they've paid off the, the, the premier of Alberta... And we have such power as consumers with social media and all that to do something. We're not impotent that we can't do it. Right, Nancy? Correct. Get those soapboxes out. Terrible. Just fairness and justice for all here. Anyway, this provision may well violate this Alberta's, you know, the law, what's going on there, the freedom of expression provisions guaranteed under... Section two B is in mm-hmm. boy the Canadian Charter of Rights and Freedoms. So let's see what okay, happens so
3: there. there. But as I said before, Ontario also has introduced Bill One Fifty Six. It's a similar law. Did you say Ontario? Ontario. Ontario
0: wants to be another. Bunch they're, of they're
3: they're next in line. They want to make it illegal to expose animal cruelty on farms and, and transport trucks and at slaughterhouses. House, so that includes transport. And trucks.
0: that's a modern. It's next to Quebec. We know yeah. Quebec. Yeah. Is Quebec more progressive than that, or what, Nancy?
3: Well, well we could talk about that another time, okay. but they did pass a law that says that animals are sentient beings, but there's so many exceptions to that. No, 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 I'm that.
0: talking about to, to, to limit no, the ability of yet. and mercy for animals. Not yet, no. Agag laws. Not yet. Because they're obviously stifling stifling the people who can get right. these spy pictures of them exposed. And,
3: and, and I don't know that Quebec, so Quebec that doesn't seem to have that.
0: Mentality. Characteristic,
3: I, yeah, I so don't know. So, but Ontario know. is
0: such a modern, that has as Toronto. You figure they would be more open-minded, modern, and uh, more subject to transparency. Yeah, but
3: there's also more, more animal meat consumption. business consumption, and, and that's what it comes Come on, down Ontario. to. In the end, in the end, it comes down to don't find out where your meat comes from. Can you? I saw a, a bag, a tote bag, that said, "I think, therefore, I am a vegan." You know, think about. What you're eating? Where yeah. does it come from? Was it humanely slaughtered? It was humanely no, raised? Exactly. I mean, I, I don't believe that it was humanely slaughtered, but like, did it? You know, they they take the they they take the ultimate they make the ultimate sacrifice for people. The ultimate sacrifice the, to the die animal, for food. Animals, yeah. So the least you could do is make sure that it was humanely raised. Uh, but okay, so enough with that.
0: Humanely slaughtered. We don't I don't believe in
3: humanely slaughtered, but some people say that, that. Well, in, you know, like kosher stuff. Exactly. And yeah,
0: exactly. So if that's another, that's for another day, another topic. Another day, another to topic. They cut in the carotid arteries, so the animal supposedly doesn't feel a pain if you really gotta satisfy your bloodlust for right. eating all the, uh, exactly. the steaks and all the other good Correct. stuff. All right, next story. Amazon has incorporated Tribe, a web extension that alerts customers if the product has been animal tested. Before they make a purchase, not a kudos to Amazon. I know Nancy, you're getting this is all exciting stuff, okay? So, so we're full of praise too here. We're not right. just condemnation and criticism.
3: Has this been implemented? It's in a bit. Te- it's being tested right now, beta but testing? it's in the final phases of testing. Okay,
0: so, 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 shout out to Amazon. Even contemplating this and beta testing this. What is it that's getting me so excited here? Well, Amazon. When you go ahead and research or. Look what that magnifies! search of products on Amazon. We recommend you go to smile.amazon.com. Correct. And they'll give a percentage of all the donations to these charities. But anyways, when you go to smile.amazon or amazon.com, they'll have like a little, what is it, a little like a banner that it, it pops it, well, up?
3: It shows up on, uh, it's a little um,
0: a Little symbol, no, an emblem, think a logo. I it's on the left or on the right. Isn't that cool? So something, it, 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 it's, uh, it's called Tribe. And it'll automatically come up to let you know whether the, the product has been tested on animals. So you don't have to sweat it. You have to research it. You don't have to be a radical. You just have to have, to have a conscience. you got to bring the Christmas, Hanukkah, and and all that spirit. you got to carry it into the other 11 months of the year. Okay? Exactly. And you have to give a you know what about animals and how you, you know, the kids give love loot, them. Give a loot, give a damn. Yeah, you know, you're, you're loving them and they're so cutesy and they sell commercials and products so bring that love for that's that's great for amazon to try and let you know if the product's been tested on animals so amazon go all the way with this please the free tool appears as a small box in the corner of the browser when a shopper clicks on an item on the shopping platform displaying animal testing information on the product manufacturer the free tool appears as a small pop-up displaying the animals on, on the manufacturer in the corner of the browser. The tool has been developed to help customers choose cruelty-free options whenever they decide to make a purchase on Amazon. It is currently in the beta phase, as we discussed. Tribe is what it's called. has collated information from people for the ethical treatment of animals, PETA. The Coalition for Consumer Information on Cosmetics. So you want to know if they, the fluffy, the bunny, if they just needlessly abuse the... Not even for medical testing and that's questionable for vanity. You wanna know if the bunny's eyes have been burned or you know, sewn shut like they do and all the testing, some of the testing. C C I C which administers a leaping bunny logo. I right. heard a leaping bunny. Yeah. And that's you guys can go to Jean Coutier in Montreal, see Leaping Bunny on the back. Right. Or you can go in San Francisco or LA or Las Vegas. Right and others to distinguish companies that test on animals. Nancy so, power to you. Yeah, Americans okay. they
3: spend uh apparently trillions of dollars on consumer goods each year and uh, you know, we have more power than we realize. And uh, the
0: social but, media and we all have cell phones.
3: So so it's really it's how one pay, it's how you change the way you shop, right? If you make a dent, um if 10 people make a dent, 100 people make a dent, 1000 people
0: um what? The journey of a thousand months begins with the first Exactly. Step. So if we sweep in front of our door, right, and the Joneses, everyone else sees what we're doing, it'll right. cause like, Actually, the, the just wave. a little
3: background. Tribe was started by just a group of friends. They had backgrounds in technology, marketing, and social impact. And they were, tired. They were buying products, and that's what they're saying, anyway, on their, on their website. It's called Tribe, T-R-I-B-E. They're saying they were tired of finding out after they buy the product that it was tested on animals. So they put they got this, I don't know if it's an app or a web extension, whatever you call it, um, and they approached Amazon. Amazon said, yeah, we like this, so any day now we should be seeing it. So you want to go buy mascara? I, mean, I don't know if it applies to clean cleansers or stuff like that. It. but I think it. Because I always have to go and look at, you know, I once went to uh, Ulta Beauty, an Ulta Beauty store. U-L-T-A. This is a beauty store in the San Fernando Valley in Los Angeles. I walked in there. I forgot if I was looking for a mascara or something. I asked the girl I was holding. I think it was a mascara. "Uh, Do you know if this product was testing on animals? She didn't even know what the hell I was talking Uh about. She was looking at me like, what? Excuse me? She was working at a beauty store where they sell strictly cosmetics. So it's like, this is good. You know, you can just... you. So you don't have to rely on ignorant sales clerks. And you can just
0: Google it on your phone while you're at the store or if you're ordering something from Amazon. Merry Christmas, Happy New Year, Happy Hanukkah. Care for the animals. Right, Nancy? Absolutely. I didn't even know that would be a theme of the show today. This show is spontaneity. What's the theme of the show today? Well, caring about Fluffy. who could be your rabbit, could be your dog, your poodle. Well, I mean, right?
3: we we always talk about caring for animals.
0: No, but uh, but uh, but this is the season where you love and kisses everybody.
3: No, I love cheer. my animals every day no, of the week. No, but
0: it's holidays now. It's Christmas. <laughs> but, I'm a little selective. <laughs> right, Dale. Dale. I'm kidding.
3: Dale. Dale loves horses and dogs, and that's yeah, about it. No. But birds? No way.
0: Yeah. <laughs> but no, birds. No, Dale loves all the animals. Dale
3: too. is our producer, by the way. Yes. Dale Chadwick.
0: And, so, uh, anyway, what's it? What's this? <laughs> What's this art kills around 100,000 mongooses in India every year? What's art?
3: Art. Watercolor art, paintings.
0: Okay. So you got to define what art is. What, so, like the production. But of the, the headline of this news story, I'm sorry, Dale, go ahead. Like the production of
1: pigments for the paints and stuff?
3: No, actually, it's um, mm. the brushes.
0: Well, okay. Oh, so, art that. kills 100,000 mongooses in India every year. Nancy, what's a mongoose?
3: It's a little furry, looks like a, I don't know, like a wild squirrel, but kind of...
0: Cute, is it cute at it's all? It's cute, well, I think yeah. it's cute for it. But you know what, we've got to you know, care for animals that are not even so cute. There's plenty of animals not They're so cute. They're all my children. See that? But anyways, on the evening of October 24th of this year, law enforcement officials kicked down doors of multiple factories and warehouses across six Indian states. you're talking India, right? India. Not with the feathers. We're talking with the dots, right? Correct. All right. Thank you. The raids were the result of Operation Clean Art, a coordinated operation organized over two months by the Wildlife Crime Control Bureau, WCCB, a statutory body under the Ministry of Environment, Forests, and Climate Change, along with assistance from the Central Bureau of Investigation in various state Police and forest departments officials seized 54,352 paintbrushes made of mongoose hair and about 250 pounds of raw mongoose hair. 43 people were also arrested. So obviously, you can make a synthetic paintbrush. You don't have to take them off the animals, correct? Well, this
3: one, uh, the people buy these brushes because apparently you get a better stroke, you get a better product. It's basically to get better painting does that
0: kill the animal when you take their fur Are you necessarily slaughtering them
3: they're killing them they're eating it's them it's not and like they're
0: shaving them like a sheep You're they're
3: no it. they're actually shooting i don't know how they kill them but they
0: okay so so you know artists can call us up and tell us uh, about it, whether you have to slaughter a mongoose to get a better uh a paint job thing i'm
3: not an artist I, my sister is i should ask her you should ask her yeah
0: do we have to slaughter mongeese? Why is the plural mongoose mongoose? Mongo-
3: you can say mongoose or mongooses. It but all g- not mongoose? It's not, no, it's not mongoose. Now this is an
0: <laughs> educational show too, ladies and gentlemen. Not just animal it's consciousness. Because oh, you you're
3: thinking Nancy, goose, Nancy, geese. I'm
0: thinking geese, mongoose. <laughs> so this is an educational show and Nancy educates me and that's all good. It's all good. Okay. It, We're into teaching in Big Bird Sesame Street. All right. Now, this was the 28th raid in 2019 by the WCCB to curb the illegal trade in mongoose hair in the past two decades. This illegal trade is a thriving industry that results in the death of thousands of mongooses across India every month. Approximately 100,000 mongooses are killed every year for their hair. That's really sick, man. is. got to look at what a mongoose looks like on my phone later on. You just, you're just killing them for their hair. At least they, they shave a sheep for the for the wool and for a sweater. you Well, that's
3: sometimes they shave them a little bit too deep, but okay, uh, well, anyway. Okay, well,
0: that's the next show. The brushes are primarily used by artists looking for finer brush strokes in their work. For every two pounds of mongoose hair that is used in brushes, about 50 animals are killed. Again, for every two pounds of mongoose hair that is used in brushes, 50 animals are killed. That is unwarranted and sick. Six different species of mongoose are found across the country. The Indian gray mongoose is the most commonly found species and also the most hunted. Don't they play video games, those Indians out there? Can't think of Well, the people diversion. who are
3: hunting them down are very, very poor, so I don't think they can. Uh, so it's lucrative. I don't think it would be their career of their choice, but they. So that's you know, how they get I'm revenue. not making excuse. Well. I'm not making excuses for them, or maybe I am. Well, maybe
0: I, some of the hunters in Canada the seal clubbing are very poor, and they have to club the well, seals. Well, you
3: have to transition to a new job, and there that's a, another show also.
0: There you go. So, you know, Most of the brushes are produced in the town of Shirkot in Uttar Pradesh, which is the brush-producing capital of India. Aha. I'll just send out a drone over there and check it out. Wildlife crime <laughs> experts believe that it is illegal this illegal trade on mongoose hair is having severe consequences on the animal's population. This is raised really, down to a different rung, okay, right. when you're jeopardizing a species here. Jose Luis, a chief of the Wildlife Crime Control Division at the Wildlife Trust of India, said that uh, we won't notice its disappearance because who really looks at mongoose? But one day, they would suddenly just not be there. That's criminal. The mongoose is listed under Schedule II, Part II of India's Wildlife Protection Act, 1972, and their hunting, possession, transportation, and trade is an offense and punishable with imprisonment for up to seven years. They are also protected by the Convention on International Trade in Endangered Species of Wild Fauna and Flora.
3: So, like I was saying before, the hunters of mongoose, what they do is they consume the meat and then they sell the hair for profit. Okay. these are community indigenous peoples, uh, and actually, the, the these brushes cost five times more money than regular brushes. So apparently, they're very popular. They're very expensive.
0: Um, well, what about that? You know, the other ones are going to be saying, "Oh, you bunch of hippie, you know, animal rights folks." At least they're eating the animal. Is multi-purpose. Well, I mean, they're, they're, they're the well. They're
3: poor, so they'll, you know, also do some, do
0: some of them deserve a pass, Nancy, because no, I don't think you're making multiple no, uses of this animal. Like I don't in the think, old days, a hundred years ago, no, they. they, don't, it, they I, I'm it. not
3: going to give them a pass, um, but they live in these indigenous communities, and and I think the government needs to step in. Actually, I think in India they're doing that, and and rehabilitating them. Getting finding retraining retraining gotcha. them and finding work for them Re-oriented. that uh, is uh, you know fair. dramatically different than just slaughtering mm-hmm. a bunch of mongooses for brushes really honestly um, but you know a, the reason why I wanted to talk about this is because nobody really thinks like the guy said about wild about mongoose. you know awareness about this wildlife is about about this wildlife and this wildlife crime is low that and that's
0: sad um, ironic that if the species is, is endangered. The population may not notice because they're not exactly tap-dancing in the middle of no, kids, the. street. No, and
3: mongos. then we, re- we wake up one day, oh, this you know, we have like five mongooses left on this planet, and people are still poor, you know. So get them better jobs, a better way of life, and then the mongooses will get be them. happy. These indigenous community people will be happy. Everybody will be happy.
0: But uh, get them to that's just it. me get them talking. To, right. Do you have an update, Nancy, on the status of the uh koalas in Australia, the wildfires? Uh, oh, no, I don't.
3: Unfortunately, I, I, uh, I don't.
0: So we invite all our friends in Australia to give us a call. Nancy, the call on the webpage while we're at it, to give us a call. Yeah, before
3: we check in with Danny, uh, Dale is hovering over me here. Give us the phone so, number. So uh, oh. the website is animallawlawyer.com, and you can write me at nancy at com and you can uh, download prior podcasts prior uh, radio shows Uh, if you go to latalkradio.com I think just go to Animal News Magazine and our phone number here our call in number but you can't call in now because Danny's going to be talking to us is 323-203-0815 so let's call Danny and see what he's got to say about uh, vegan keto there's a a, a pause
0: here. Here we go. You mean are listening to the, the, is listening hear the tone? Hear Yeah, I think they're gonna hear the tone as well. So this is hands-on folks out there live. Hello? Hello?
3: Hello, is this Danny?
2: Yeah,
3: this is him. Hi Danny. This is Nancy. I'm here with my co-host William Mayoff, and you're on Animal News magazine on LA Talk Radio here in Los Angeles. Thanks for taking the time to talk to us today. Um, Welcome, Danny.
0: William Mayoff here. Pleasure welcoming you here.
3: So, Danny. Yeah, thank
2: you guys for inviting me. Sure. Uh,
3: So, can you, we're going to be talking about vegan, maybe even vegetarian keto today. So, can you tell us a little bit about your background and, and how you got into keto?
2: Yeah, absolutely. Well, I started doing keto after high school. Um, when I was noticing that my diet wasn't the best diet out there, <laughs> um, I noticed I needed a change. And then, um, I knew a lot of my friends were into keto because, um, we were doing keto to make weight in wrestling. So, um, after high school, I realized I needed to make a change fast because I didn't want to, you know, result in, I don't want to be one of those people that just end up eating really, really bad diets. Um, I figured it's something that I was familiar with and I stuck with it for a couple of years. And then, um, yeah, as I progressed doing it, um, I realized that eating meat was just, you know, very bad for the environment. Um, it was detrimental, and had a lot of health, con- um, a lot of health problems would result in eating a lot of meat. So, um, eventually, I switched over to a vegetarian diet, which worked out great for me. But um, being someone who was doing keto routinely, um, I wanted to stick to that. So then that's when I got creative and I told myself, you know what, if I do my research, if I um, am very careful and very um, specific with what I pick out, um, I can definitely do this. I can do a vegetarian keto diet. And then eventually I stepped it up a notch about a year later after that when I was doing a vegan vegetarian keto and I bumped it up to vegan keto. So I was mostly doing plant-based ingredients, plant-based recipes. And it really helped out a lot because, um, I came from a background of cooking. Um, I used to be, uh, well, I picked up a job at a market and I would, uh, help out in the kitchen, help out the staff, Eventually, I would move in the ranks, became a trainer, became a supervisor. Um, I was on the works of becoming a manager for that kitchen. Um, unfortunately that fell through, I found better work opportunities but I still have that, uh, kitchen background experience. So that really helped me out a lot with, um, cookie, figuring out the recipes, um, even down to like grocery shopping. So it definitely was, um, the stars kind of aligned for me, like everything was aligned for me. So I had all the resources, I had all the information and I had a lot of, um, a lot of traction when I started opening up my, um, my content when I started putting it out on social media. Um, That's when I realized, hey, this is a pretty niche-specific thing that people aren't really, you know, putting out there. So I figured I'd start the ball rolling on that. And then once I started getting more followers, um, I started really getting proactive with the community. I started seeing that there were some people that wanted to know more about it. Seeing that um, keto is mostly like you are eating meat and cheeses. Um, Everyone was always scratching their heads saying, hey, is this even possible? How are you doing it? But, you know, coming from a background that, you know, was started off as a kitchen, you know, starting from a career as a kitchen um, and having that kind of background, I, I just knew what to do. I knew what recipes to make. Um, it came at me like second nature.
3: So what is um, so what is keto to start with this ketogenic diet? What is it? I mean,
0: Yeah, for those for those out there who don't know what keto, by the way, Danny. Uh, you got to know this. Yeah. I've I've been glued and so attentive to every word you're saying. Seriously, how you evolved from maybe the meat and cheese and keto stuff. You had kitchen experience, niche people wanting to know, and then to veggie, and then to veggie to vegan. Fascinating. But tell us what what keto means, what the process is. What you know, because
2: it's all like you know big Latin. We don't know what that means. Yeah.
3: What is the ketogenic diet?
2: Please. So the keto diet is essentially you're eating. Um, you're eating a lot of fat you're eating a uh, low amount of to moderate amount of protein and you're eating minimal to no carbs so if i were to um summarize it in a let's say uh 2000 calorie um 75 of those calories 60 to 70 percent or 75 even would come from fat um some 15 percent would come from protein and then the remainder would be um carbohydrates so what this does is it sounds a little unhealthy when you read it right. over the surface, but no, yeah. Yeah,
0: ketosis, I, I've that ketosis. So many times.
2: But um, essentially, your body, um, the way its metabolism works, uh, so your body's going to want to you know, start using that fat eventually. And eventually, um, once it realizes that you're not feeding it carbohydrates as its main source of energy,
0: yes,
2: yes, it'll switch off into a mode where it's burning fat as a source of energy. And there's a very specific chemical process that goes within the body um, that really activates this whole procedure. But it really takes your body about a week to two weeks for your body to finally realize, oh, I'm not consuming any carbohydrates. It looks like I'm only consuming fats. Um, and during that process, the body goes through a lot of weird stuff. Like, um, I'm sure you've heard of things like the keto flu, yes. brain fog. Yeah, stuff like that.
0: Danny, is that ketosis? Um, I'm sorry. Is that ketosis?
2: Yes. Um that is um when your body's going through a state of ketosis. Um it then starts realizing, "Oh, I'm not, you know, consuming carbohydrates, so I'm only being fed fats. I'm being fed a lot of fats, and it just switches over to that state of ketosis where it's just burning through all the fat and it's it's literally like Burning every single source of fat that it can get, whether it's within your body, whether whether it's the uh, food that you eat, and from what I've told a lot of people is, eventually your body just becomes a blender where you're just consuming and it's just using it right away. So it's a it's a very um very effective way to uh, lose weight. Did you say the um, body becomes a fat,
0: didn't hear you? Did you say the body becomes a fat burning furnace or something? Didn't hear your phrase.
2: Oh yeah, um, like. How I tell some people is your body becomes like a blender gotcha. or it, whatever it consumes. As long as you're in that keto diet, whatever it consumes, it just uses it right away as um, a source of energy.
3: So because so there are no carbs, dangerous. because it doesn't, because, okay, if I'm, cause, uh, from a, a lay perspective, if I'm consuming carbs and fat, first my body will burn the carbs and then eventually we'll go to the fats. In this case, it goes straight to the fats. Because
0: there's no carbs.
3: Because there's no carbs.
2: Is that right, Danny? Right. But, that's correct. Okay. Um, however, it, it takes your body a while for it to adjust. Um, that's why it takes about a week or two for it to finally adjust into that state of ketosis.
3: Is there a, a calorie limitation? Because, I mean, uh, you know, if you're a vegan, calories. But if you're on a... Well, no, well, it depends. I okay. mean, some people probably more, other people... I mean, is there... Calorically, does that matter how much you eat? And uh, does it, the, you know... The, I mean for example what 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 is
2: a typical um vegan diet? Typical vegan diet um well essentially you're eating a lot of plants. Okay. Uh, especially if you're on like, you know, a keto vegan keto diet. Um but without you take away the keto part and you put in the vegan part. Um you're eating everything that's pretty much not coming from an animal or something that's um obviously not meat. Um no eggs, stuff like that. So you're getting all the um all your nutrition is coming from things that are plant based like avocados
3: gum. olives but the calories they, they 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 you know
2: do you have they a end li- up being let,
0: let me high. interrupt for a minute this this is this is a, you know everyone out there all of our listeners have to check with their own doctor and their own health care providers before they go on any medical plans. We're not prescribing any uh, plans for anyone. I could have sworn you were a doctor. Yeah, you now no, this is the disclaimer here. <laughs> so if you guys are running out there, Danny Cervantes is very authoritative. I'm mesmerized by what he's saying here. But uh, you go check with your own doctors, healthcare professionals, and don't begin this, any kind of keto plan, without uh, consultation with your own healthcare
2: professionals, okay? You do your own homework and all that Spoke it like a true no, lawyer I, I agree with you 100 percent. Right. I, I cannot stress that enough to people that reach out to me on the internet Beautiful. um i always let them know hey look um these recipes i'm providing you are free information like it's, it's for your own purposes you can you like get um some sort of um you can niche it to your own twist right you can do whatever you like um if you're looking for some kind of um sort of um inspiration or if you're stuck in a rut and you need some help I, that's fine. Like, I'm here to help you out and here to show you how I do things. Right. But um, at the end of the day, the bottom line is if you want to do something like this, you need to seek a medical practitioner or exactly. a nutritionist exactly. um, before you make um, any changes to your diet. Because I'm just putting out the content that I know works for me, and everybody's different. Everybody's going to adjust differently. That, so that, I, that. Yeah, I, I don't want to go out there and tell everyone, hey, go on and switch to this diet where you're eating a lot of fats. So Like no, um always consult a nutritionist, always consult um some kind of medical practitioner before you uh, can actually do the jump. Okay. So but, if you're, um yeah. sorry, go ahead.
1: No no go, go ahead. ahead you can go. No, Dale, deal has... Dale, please, please. No, just one question. So if you're a vegetarian and you want to get into ketosis, where do you start? Because we know that plants they're mostly uh simple carbs, aren't they? The like, uh
2: the potatoes, or, sorry.
1: Yeah, like like potatoes, for instance. They're 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 like simple carbs.
2: Yeah, but um, potatoes are very high in carbs. They're like starchier. of the. They're very starchy when it comes to um, the vegetable family. They're like the ones that um, you really shouldn't eat right on you know, right. a keto but, diet. So if you're vegetarian, but, um,
1: where do, where would you start if you wanted to get into ketosis?
2: Well, there's a lot of vegetables. I mean, there's like I mean zucchini, eggplants. Um, all the greens that you can think of lettuce kale shards arugula romaine um off all these ingredients i like i said i'm i come from like a background of um cooking and i've managed the kitchen before so like just simple ingredients like that i can really turn it around and, turn, can, can and you make some really great dishes very uh very vegan keto friendly so to speak
3: and you can you and, fry um, them you can saute them that's in a good fat and like in an avocado oil or an olive oil and
2: you get your yeah, fat that um, way? Avocado oils, um, coconut oils. Also, what what I do is um, it's called the, I'm not sure if you know about uh, bulletproof coffee.
3: Oh, I heard of that, but I don't know exactly what that is. I heard the term.
2: Uh, yeah, so bull, bulletproof coffee is essentially um, grass-fed butter with coconut oil with MCT oil. I believe is the normal route, okay. but, um since obviously it's butter, um, and we're talking about plant-based, they do right. have certain plant-based butters out there, but um they're a little too um, they're too highly processed for me to want to put that in there right. but they do have MCT oils which are um, derived from coconut oil, which is very high in fat. um I do some of that with um, a little bit of um and well, I mix it with um, coconut cream and coconut cream is very high in fat. it's okay. just like one of the fatty
3: but think back to that, that you can get. the calories add up and they can add up really, really quickly with coconut oil and, uh, you know, avocados and, and olives. and. Um, so is
0: there any caloric limit or restriction, right. Danny?
2: Personally, for me, um, I keep it within the uh, 2,000 type range, mostly because um, I'm, I'm pretty active. Um, I start my day off, if you can believe it or not, around four in the morning, I get up. Um, go to the gym, um, spend about half an hour to an hour there and then, um, have my first, um, well, I have my first meal before I go to the gym, then go to the gym and then have a post-workout snack and then after that, um, get ready for work. So, um, like I said in the beginning, uh, it is a lot of fat. It is a lot of, um, a lot of calories that do add up. Yeah, you're right. But like I said in the beginning, um, it's something that I really always recommend people to consult their doctors or if they have a nutritionist, definitely want to consult them before they um, do something like that. Because you're absolutely right. It is a lot of calories. I am intaking a lot of them. But at the same time, since I'm very active and I'm always on the go, um, it's not really a problem for me. And I have not experienced any um any health issues so far? Did
1: you, did you did you find that you got more energy once you switched over to ketosis? Because I've read that you know some people who are physically active, if they wanted to get more energy in the gym or get more you know for strength training, if they wanted to get more energy to do that, they switched over to ketosis and they got better results. Is that is that true yeah. in your experience?
2: Every every body's different. Um, bottom line is it depends on each individual specific body type.
3: What about your um, experience? Sorry, go ahead. Your experience. What about
2: you? Did you lose weight from this?
3: Well, let him answer, answer yeah. the energy question first.
2: Sure. Yeah. Um, I mean, some people will experience that high boost of energy after they're done experiencing the keto flu, which is within that two-week transition where their body is making that change. Um, obviously, within that two-week transition, while you're experiencing that keto flu, you, you have this really sense, high sense of fatigue. You're just very tired. Um, it's hard to focus. And then once your body makes the adjustment, this is on a personal level. I felt I was sharper. Um, I had a lot of energy and on top of that, I, I just wasn't as hungry as I probably should be. So Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. it was very beneficial on my end, but like I said, bottom line, it really depends on each individual, um. And that's why it's always important to consult a doctor or a nutritionist. What about weight you start
3: loss? Like William was saying, what about weight loss? What's your experience with the people you you surround yourself with? who are on keto. Uh, what's the weight loss success?
2: For me, I've lost about I want to say twenty pounds, and I've kept it off consistently.
3: And how long so did it take you to really, lose the twenty pounds? I'm not really pounds?
2: seeing like a drastic change, right? Um. There are other people that do lose a lot, but I started off kind of like skinny already. I, I was already skinny. Um, I didn't have too much fat on me. But um, like I said, I mostly did the keto side of things. I did the keto diet because right after high school, I noticed I had really bad eating habits. And I knew I wasn't going to be one of those uh, one of those people that stayed skinny after high school if I kept those habits up. So um, part of the reason why I was able to keep the weight off is because... I'm consistently going at this diet, um, so it's it's not something that you know was drastic when it comes to like weight loss for me because I was already skinny to begin with. So I just 20, I needed to make a change.
3: Yeah, just an adjustment to your to your well being. But to, how long did it take you to lose the twenty pounds?
2: It was in the um, course of three to four months. Oh, okay. So that's reasonable. That's yeah. gradual. That's reasonable. That's do you, good. Do you body build at all? Do you, do you, uh, build? I, <laughs> I, I don't honestly. I okay. mostly do. Um, I do light, um, weightlifting. Like I, I don't go really heavy on the weightlifting, and obviously I do some cardio. I try to fit in some cardio. So, yeah. um, I'm mostly staying at this just so I can make sure I'm you know always on top of everything. It, do you it, know what's
0: It sounds a little bit like the Atkins diet, where you're eating fe- fat and as much as you want. I know you said to limit some calories here on the keto diet. Do you know of any similarities with Atkins? Do you know about the Atkins diet?
2: Yeah, I know the Atkins diet. Um, actually, I was looking into it, too, before I made the uh, switch to keto. Yes. But um, if I recall correctly, Atkins is, um, you can definitely eat meat, but it's primarily, it, unlike keto, Atkins, you could still eat like a lot of meat. Right. No, um, with keto, for example, um, there's, only, yeah, there's only a limit to how much meat you can eat because um, keep in mind you still have to do the, uh, the 70-20-10 ratio. Oh, that's right.
0: Um,
2: So if you overdo it with the meat, you're, you're going to go over that 20 mark. Gotcha. And the way some body types work is if you eat way too much meat, um, you'll definitely get yourself out of ketosis.
1: Gotcha. And, and then, yeah. So we know we know that carbs can throw you out of whack when it comes to ketosis. But what about too much protein? How does that affect the the, the process?
2: So too much protein, I, you know, I don't remember the exact. It's, process. it's similar to. It's
1: probably similar um, to carbs, right? Eating, you know, too much carbs. I mean, th- would your body like start metabolizing the protein if it if it had to, or does it just use the fat instead still or
2: if I remember correctly, I, I'm not too sure, but I, I think it does start um, metabolizing the, pro, the protein, mm-hmm. the meat,
1: yeah.
2: um, and then eventually your body is no longer burning the fat for fuel, yeah. and it's just resorting to the protein. Right,
1: right.
2: So how um, do
0: people reach him if they need to reach him? And- well, I have.
3: Before we let him go, I'd have two questions. What about can you have fruits and wine? <laughs> Those are my two favorite <laughs> Very, um, foods, fruits and wine on keto. I'm How do glad, they factor in? I'm
2: glad you brought that up. <laughs> uh, if we're going to talk about the fun side of keto. <laughs> right. Uh, fruits, fruits, you have to be careful uh, because pretty much all the fruits you can think of, you can't eat. However, um, there's the exception of berries. There's blueberries, blackberries, and okay. raspberries that I know. Um, I know wow. some people um, that are on a keto diet. My girlfriend, for example. um, she can eat like as many berries as she wants and she'll still remain in ketosis. Uh, Me on the other. Yeah. Me on the other hand, um, I definitely can't finish not even like half a pint um, because I I know my body is eventually going to get kicked out of that state of ketosis. Um, And it's mostly because of the sugars within the fruits. So um, sugars are obviously um, a way of, um, sugars are, are pretty much in the same category as carbs. Correct. And so it's, definitely something that your body's going to start using as a source of energy and then it's going to no longer you know start burning that fuel now um when you were talking about wines now the red wines you got to be careful because those i believe are not keto friendly okay. but the white wines we're talking chardonnay pinot grigio um i believe some types of rosé are keto friendly so as long as you're not overdoing it you can still have a glass of wine
1: that's interesting
3: very interesting danny if somebody wants to reach or get more information do you have a website a facebook page something that people can reach out
2: to you with um yeah i have i'm glad you asked i have a couple of um social media pages or accounts so to speak um on facebook you can find me at vegan ketosis i run that page my girlfriend used to run it with me, but um, since she's now um, working full-time, it's a little impossible for her. Okay. And then on Instagram, I think Instagram's where I'm more, you know, active there. Mm-hmm. It, it's, it just works out perfect for me, and I really like using Instagram as my platform. But um, you can find me there at CarbUpWeekend. So it's um, carb-up-weekend. Okay. And the way I pronounced it was, um, you know, like the artist, The Weekend. You know how he he pronounces it or spells it out, I mean. I'm old, so you have to spell it. Spell it it
3: for us. (laughs) Spell it
2: for us. (laughs) So yeah, carb under slash up under slash and then W E E K N D.
3: Okay, got it. All right.
2: And also um for recipes, I am currently uh working with um a nutritionist by the name of Lydia Miller. Um She's a great author. She's a nutritionist too. Um, she put out some books, and I'm currently helping her with. Um, I'm promoting her books. So wow, very an
3: exciting! An affiliate,
2: yet, yeah. yeah, no, it's really cool. Um, they signed me up to become an affiliate partner with them. So, um, essentially, you can see on Carb Up Weekend, um, one of my last posts there, I actually put out a link to her book, and it's a very informative and very useful book. For both the science behind the uh, keto diet and also the um, the recipe aspect of it, because they have a lot of great recipes. Uh, they have like a planner. They have um, they even show you a list of um, substitutes for things like um, allergen substitutes, like tree nuts and peanuts, Excellent. stuff like that. It, it's very um, very supplemental, very very informative, and it's pretty fun too. The recipes there are really really top notch. Danny, 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 we recommend Danny, we got to have
0: you back, please. We got to have you back. Much. Also, one of the questions in the future we want to ask you about your evolution from, you know, I guess carnivore to vegetarian and ultimately to veganism. We didn't touch much on your evolution, yeah, but, but we're, we're running out of, an, Danny, we're out, out of time, Danny. You're a great guest. You got to come back, really. Yeah,
3: we'll we we'll, I'll, I'll reach out to check in with you, uh, Danny, and maybe we can uh, do it again another time and explore uh, Your journey with the to veganism so thank you very very much that was really good information go to the instagram uh, site linda miller you're working with her that's really exciting and uh, facebook page reeking ketosis and all the other information that danny provided thank you very much for coming on the show and we'll be in contact yeah let's get we gotta back because we need to
0: get more biography yeah Yeah, i'm looking forward to that thank (laughs) Thank you you thank you
3: thank you danny have a great rest of the weekend
2: thank you sir bye -bye. you too take care Bye. bye
3: Thank you all. We're running late. I am so sorry
2: (laughs) to all the people who are on the show.
3: We're running late, and thank you for taking this time with us. Bye-bye.
0: Happy holidays. Be kind to your animals. Likewise. Bye. Take care. Bye, Danny.
1: You're listening to Animal News Magazine with Nancy DeFabio, only on LA Talk Radio.